0: The Convention Collective at MacPow, Macclesfield, 2019. By all means, come in, come in. Welcome along. How is everyone? Okay. Are we all good? good. Have we got thumbs up at the back? Oh, we got. Uh, I would say they've got, they've got thumbs up, but they've got comics in their hands. That's even better. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Welcome along to MacPal 4. Woo! Um, woo, indi- woo indeed, sir. Excellent. Uh, this is my first MacPal, and I'm really excited about this, because um, I have been asked to come on several occasions, and due to all sorts of things, I just haven't been able to get the chance. But I'm loving Macclesfield in the sunshine, it's uh, a gorgeous city, and it's uh, a pleasure to be here. My name's Lennon Sultana, I run a website called The Convention Collective, which is all about Comic-Cons, com culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that we enjoy at shows like this. And also I run a blog called An Englishman in San Diego, which is about San Diego Comic-Con in particular, but also UK conventions. The thing that I've gotten out of running those two sites is I get to speak to some really cool and interesting people, including... People like Virtual Man on television screen mm-hmm. here. Ladies and gentlemen, can you make some noise so you, he can hear you? For Mr. M- Nick Broganshire, please. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Hi. So I'm going to look in this direction. I am not ignoring you. Okay? <laughs> so just to say... Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Nick. It's a pleasure to uh, uh, talk to you today. It's going to be a quick conversation because I know that you are, um, you've been called away because you've been attending a wedding, so it's all personal bits. He's also a little bit delicate because the wedding was yesterday. So he's, 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 he's okay. He's all right. He's, he's okay to talk to us. And, and you're also wearing a very suitable shirt as well because we are going to be talking predominantly about Star Wars but we'll get into that um, via a little bit of an introduction for people who don't know who you are give us the give us the dinner table introduction of Nick Brokenshire please
1: okay hi everyone Um, uh, I'm Nick Brokenshire a cartoonist from originally from Aberdeen Scotland and now I live just outside of Manchester with my wife Victoria uh, um, I've been making comics since, well, pr- pr- professionally, since um, about 2012, that was when um, the, the Amelia Cole series like started, and so that was my first professional series, the Amelia Cole series, um, which uh, basically ran for five years, and really for me that was me cutting my teeth in comics, so I did that series for a long time, and then I followed that. Uh, uh, with a series called Once and Future Queen for uh, Dark Horse Comics, and um, along the way, I've done jobs for IDW, the IDW Judge Dreadline, as well as um, uh, 2080 itself. Doing initially a, a Future Shocks, as everyone does, um, and then latterly uh, a, a little series of you know stories. Um, and then, uh, a couple of years back, I was approached to do Star Wars comics, so that's essentially where I am now. I'm, I'm one of the creators of Star Wars Adventures, which is an ongoing thing. So that's that's me, Excellent. in a nutshell.
0: Fair enough. Very quickly, so people understand the difference, because um, Marvel Comics, um, is obviously, is part of the whole um, folding in of Star Wars and Lucasfilm in under that umbrella. They've been bringing out their own comics as well, so they've been doing like the main Star Wars line and Darth Vader and Princess Leia. Star Wars Adventures is a different approach. Um, g- explain what that's all about.
1: Um, the, the, um, the Star Wars Adventures line is uh, really it's skewed slightly younger. It's an, they're all age of stories um, and they're all canon as well, um, apart from like the, the sort of more, uh, like spurious, goofy things, but like the, 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 the main stories in, in Star Wars Adventures are still canon, um, but they are there's so, perhaps the lighter side of Star Wars. So where where the Marvel books deal with, um, like the main continuities, Star Wars Adventures deals with a lot of background stuff and um, just light like
0: lighter stories, basically. There's a lot of characters in there as well, which you don't usually, you know. It's not your it's not your Luke and Leia kind of stories. It's Boba Fett right. and yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we do we do do the main characters, but they tend to be the the less world shattering stories, <laughs> more in, more sort of <laughs> more fun stories. Um, and my
1: my stories in particular. Um, do tend to be about real background characters. Like uh, I think that was one of the, that was one of the the things that I was approached about doing more background things. You know, just just to flesh out the universe. So yeah, that's. That's
0: where I come to it. Excellent. Just to also explain as well, for those who might not know what the term means, canon uh, basically means it's official. It's in the Star Wars universe. It's uh, been approved by the uh, Lucasfilm story team and it is official. It's not just kind of being created in the background of Star Wars. It's actually part of the, the whole universe, which I think is one of the more interesting things about um, comics and all the the new extended universe, or this new landscape of an extended universe, kind of like yeah. juggling all of that uh, with the, because you can't just create something uh, when it comes to Star Wars, you have to run it through a whole gamut a whole team of people
1: Oh yeah, yeah um, with these stories in particular, the, the Star Wars adventures books Yeah, By um, all means,
0: hold up as many as you, you can, yeah sure
1: that was the latest one that I did um, earlier this year. So um, I, I did a story about battle droids. So the the remit was they wanted me to do things set in the, in the Clone Wars era. So I came up with a story about battle droids. Um, but uh, the, yeah, as far as coming up with the stories, um, there's a lot of backwards and forwards. So I have to, I, ha- they, I they have to approve the pitch initially. So I'll, I'll say I wanted to do a battle droid lost in a jungle. So they'll go, okay, expand on that, and then I'll just fire things at them. Like I'd like to, you know, use this this particular ship. I'd like them to do this. I'd like them to say this, and and then they'll either say, yeah, you can't do that, or yeah, that's fine, or you know, that that person or that character is being used elsewhere, so you can't do that, and and so on. And it's it's really evolved. and it's weird because like we send, I send them scripts and then it's all put onto like Google documents and then they just put loads of little um, <laughs> <like> points <laughs> next
0: to it that I have to cover, you know, or remove or insert or whatever, you know, so it's involved it's for sure. Um, the, another thing that I quite like about the um, Star Wars Adventures as well, the main lines when it comes to the Marvel books is it's usually done over arcs. Uh, because, like most Marvel books, they are looking to sell the trade versions, where they collect them all together in a, a big book, and that's kind of part part of the parcel of the business. But with Star Wars Adventures, they're more. It's all about the single issues. It's about very sharp stories and kind of quick-involved um, storylines, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they are, and um, th- there is um, with with some of them. Like, with, uh, there's like a little like, sub-series called Tales from Wild Space, and that is connected to another like continuity which was uh, created by the writer Captain Scott um, about a particular set of characters that were working away in the background while all the adventures with all the main adventures are going on so occasionally um, like the Tales from Wild Space dips into their adventures so that, that is sort of ongoing but um, but yeah it, everything is one and done basically or, or two and done um, sure. Yeah, that's why I like it in particular, because it means I can write super snappy stories,
0: you know, in and out, done. It's definitely the, uh, the kind of the tone of Star Wars Adventures, that, and that's why I really enjoy that as well. And I think when you say it, it's very much pitched towards the uh, skew towards a younger audience as well, they like that, where it's, it's a case of you're not having to spend all this time and all this like months of collecting all these separate issues, and you can just dive in and uh, kind of enjoy yeah. it.
1: It, yeah definitely especially like because as creators we are trying to encourage everyone but especially younger people to get involved in comics and to read more um, it's it's just easier if you can say take that you know because you can read a whole story there off your book off your you know
0: and um, it's handy yeah, it's <laughs> handy for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let, very quickly, because uh, I was going to cover this at the beginning, I completely skipped over it, just your own history with Star Wars, your own love of the, the lore, and when did it all start for you? Well... Back in the back in the uh, day! Uh, in
1: 1977, when the first movie came out, um, my dad took me to see it, um, I took my sister and I to see it, and... Um, that was it. Uh, I was just uh, completely, completely absorbed by it and really it's the reason I, I draw in the first place because I just started drawing with R2D2s and C3POs um, and just it just kickstarted my creativity, I think, um, when I first saw Star Wars. I was, so I was seven and then since then, you know, just I've seen every movie, practically every movie on opening day since 1977 and uh, yeah obsessed some some people say
0: obsessed i think it's more um it's more professional. No, it's obsession. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I feel obsession. it's, it's definitely. Well, I think it's an obsession for anyone who kind of certainly was um, got into Star Wars at the age. Just to explain to the slightly shorter members of the congregation, nineteen seventy-seven was a very, very long time ago. <laughs> everything was black and white, and everything tasted bland. Um, it, that's pretty much. It. Except Star Wars. Yeah, and dinosaurs were around. So yeah, it was cool. Um, The thing I find interesting about um, Star Wars Adventures as well is where the Marvel books are kind of driven to create new characters and kind of expand stuff. Star Wars adventures very much are geared towards the legacy characters, and which is why I kind of brought up the, uh, your involvement and your love for Star Wars when you got started. Um, was there any, yeah. any kind of characters that you were very happy to revisit when you kind of took to the books?
1: Oh yeah, um, with, the, with the first one in particular, um I think everybody. The first story that I did for them was about the, the bounty hunter IG eighty eight, um, and uh, I don't know let's see if I can dig it out. This one here. Um,
0: everyone, so everyone see that? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. If you may remember everyone him from um, Empire. <laughs> yes. Frankfurt.
1: So basically, uh, you know, in the, in the in the movie Empire Strikes Back, they were they were on one of the star destroyers. Invader was like tasking them to find. Han Solo, and um, and he was one of the characters there, and all he did in the whole sequence was, the, 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 the camera panned past him, and all he did was move his head, that was it, that was the end of it, he didn't say anything, he didn't sort of move, all he did was move his head. And I, I was like, I want to know more about this guy, you know, <laughs> or I want to write something about him. So, um, uh, you know, it, it was just a, it was a dream come true, because I said, can I do something about IGTA? And they were like, yeah, hey, go for it, you know and uh, that was it, yeah, I was off, I did loads of research about what he is, where he came from, you know, what, you know what's his status in, in the universe, and um, so yeah, does that answer your question? I've got a bit
0: it, yeah, it did, I mean, I think it must also be pretty wild as well, because you do all the research, like you say, the camera goes past, you see ig yeah. IgA8 for like a couple of frames, and then that's yeah. a whole Wikipedia page, right there because right. yeah, Star Wars fans will just create a whole Wikipedia, but it must be pretty wild as well to then do something in Star Wars Adventures and then that gets folded into Wikipedia and Star Wars lore.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the, the big one, but the real thrill for me was um, was was this one here, because when I did the, the Majuibo story, like within hours of it coming out, there was a, a, a Wikipedia entry about <laughs> The brother who, who I invented um, and, uh, and it was my wife she, she, she found it she said this is already on the internet and it's only just come out like within the day you know and um, yeah it's it's a mega thrill so
0: yeah <laughs> is there any character that you would love to do for uh, Star Wars Adventures that you haven't done yet I I I sort of want to do all of the characters in Jabba's palace, <laughs> like
1: all the, all those guys. Like I really want to do something about. I've got a, a, an idea about like uh, musicians, more the other musicians in the band and stuff. So, but the, some some things have been written about those guys, like Size Snootles, the singer and stuff. Um, she's got quite a lot of uh, major storylines in the Clone Wars. So I want to explore her a little bit, but just the weirdos,
0: the weirdos in the background. <laughs> I always wanted to see a story about the Rancor monster and his handler.
1: Um, yeah. I, I always wanted yeah. to
0: find out the more about him, because especially when the Rancor, die, Rancor monster dies in Empire Strikes Back, and he's absolutely heartbroken. And there's a <laughs> real, there's a, a there's definite, a a, there's a backstory, <laughs> there's an emotional connection between the two. There is,
1: there is, actually there, I think I think in one of the new canon books, um, there's a book called uh, From a Certain Point of View um, and there's lots of little stories and it's all, it's all different things happening at the same time as the main story. So like it's looking at Malakili, the Rancor Keeper, and uh, what happened to him and all that. So it, it's happened, it's already done.
0: Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? Um, I think uh, I do want to open it up to questions as well. Uh, so do start thinking I don't want to cover everything, so if there's any questions that you want to ask, by all means. Um, Please. I, um, I also want to talk about um, and this might sound a little bit involved, but I do want to get into it, about how to actually make how you actually make your comics. Um, we'll start with your basic process. Um, are you ink and pencil, or are you digital?
1: and both, um, a, a lot of it depends on time really um, I'm, I'm a traditional artist so I do normally I will pencil and then ink on paper scan that in and do the colours digitally um, but because of simply because of turnaround times and the, the need to get things done quickly there have been times when I've done the whole thing digitally so um, for example this one story there was completely digital but um, the way I approach it is like I try and I try and make whatever I do digitally on the Cintiq on the tablet thing and I try and emulate you know pencil and paper and ink so that it looks the same basically I try to not make it look very digital looking so but yeah a combination
0: Fair enough. Uh, and the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because I think some people, when it comes to uh, the magic of creating comics, they kind of get um, surprised at how fast these get turned around. But also with Star Wars, you do have to add in that whole kind of running it past the, the story team as well. So what's the kind of turnaround and timetable from, from an idea to seeing it on page? Uh,
1: it's you. Oh, um, It's usually about two months.
0: Wow, so um, that's still pretty quick.
1: Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean these stories are are only a half an issue long, so it's not like it's a whole a whole twenty two page issue. So um, it, you know we can turn it around reasonably reasonably quickly, and also we weren't very very far ahead of schedule uh, generally, you know. But um, yeah, it's quite it's quite quick, I suppose. once once the gears are going, you know because uh, I've, been, I've been very lucky I've not had to, to change very much like whenever I put a script in usually they're, they're, they, they give their notes and then that's it I'm, I'm home from read so maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll end up having to
0: change loads of things but so far that's not really happened that was going to be my next question because I've spoken to a number of um, Star Wars artists uh, people who have done say for example the trading cards uh, I've spoken to people who've done like official artwork and um, the story team sometimes uh, get well certainly I've heard that um, before the whole Marvel deal uh, they were very strict they were very uh, they wanted to make sure that everything was uh, nailed down and that it was official Star Wars and it was it was right. It's, I've been hearing that oh. it's a little bit more relaxed now, and it's a little bit more... Oh, well, oh, okay. <laughs> no, not at all,
1: not at all. In fact, if anything, they're
0: even more strict. Um, Fair because, enough. Uh, yeah, they,
1: because, because since 2012, Star Wars is, was essentially like the expanded universe of Star Wars, or all the, all the books and the comics um, uh, were, were reset in 2012. So everything, absolutely everything from the movies to the books to the comics has to go through the story group. And and they pick through everything with a fine-tooth comb. And I've been lucky in that they they haven't had me change too many things, but like, I'll tell you how how fine tooth combed they are. I don't know if you can see this page here. There's a little panel there. um, And it's, it's it's a picture of a couple of droids, and they're tiny.
0: They're tiny little droids. And I, basically the character in the story is hiding behind the droid. And purely for
1: fun, I made the droid look like um, Vincent from The Black Hole. Another movie, <laughs> another, another property. And um, like they were, you cannot do that. And it was tiny, you know, and they, they said, you got to get rid of that. Um, and then like in other pages, uh, some of the text or the writing on the buildings is in the Star Wars language of Oropesh, and they have people checking the spelling in this made-up language. <laughs> <laughs> and we told them, oh, no, you spelled that wrong, you know, and all that sort of thing. And so it's still really intense,
0: but uh, I suppose the idea is try and do your homework and get it right the first time so that they don't have to, you know, change it. But yeah, they are really, really, really picky about stuff. Just Fair enough, as it should be. You know. Can I just say, just the sheer mention of Vincent from the Black Hole has got a grin on my face a mile wide mm-hmm. as a Black Hole fan. that's just amazing. Um, do we have any questions from the audience about Star Wars? About, oh, hand went straight up. Excellent stuff. Nice and loud. Give us your name and give us your question, please. My question is, how many different lightsabers are there? And I, don't, I don't know there's about 21 that I know, but we have got quite a few more that I know. I can't, I can't remember Right, so this was Alex, and he was asking about how many different types of lightsabers there are. Now, um, well, I'm guessing you kind of have to know that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a... There, there are... As far as, as far as I know, like, in, in, the, in, the, modern, in the modern canon, um, you've got, obviously, your, your blue, blue or green normal lightsabers that the, that the Jedi laterally used, You've got Kylos, which is based on a really old design, like a, a really kind of ancient design. Um, and then you've got um, a thing called the Dark Saber, which is like a, a Mandalorian lightsaber created by a Jedi who who was a Mandalorian and then passed it on to other Mandalorians. And it's black. And um, and then you've got um, there's the the uh, ILM. Developed the story of where lightsabers kind of came from, and like the, the, there's like versions of lightsabers made with like twine and wood and all sorts of stuff. Where where you've got like the the crystals touching and creating this this burst of you know light, but they've not actually used them yet. They they've just invented them. Um, but really, I, I think there's only there's only normal lightsabers. Wonky like sabers, like Kylo's, and then the dark saber.
0: That's as far as I know. So, there you go. answer your question? Yeah. Excellent stuff. Any other questions? Mm. Oh, we have two. We'll start, uh, we'll, go to, we'll go to the back. You're going write at the back, so you're going to have to shout, or you can stand up and um, give us your name and your question, please. I'm Iris, and I'd like to know who's the hardest character to draw. Wow. Great question. Mm. I will tell you. Um, <laughs> Darth. Vader and from here down
1: easy but the mask is a killer like if you (laughs) if you look at if you look at um like comics with Vader's helmet either people either get it perfect or they have to do sort of an interpretation of the mask because the way it's constructed is really crazy um because people tend to think of it as this thing that's like that
0: but when you tilt
1: it it kind of comes out like this, and it's got all these different sort of panels on it that that are impossible to
0: draw in 3D. So yeah, Vader's face is a killer. That's what I would say to (laughs) that. I'd also imagine a bit of a killer to color as well. What color color are his eyes? His eyes are his lenses. Yeah, his lenses. Well, they're red you yeah. see the oh, yeah. red or t- people think they're black and it's really hard to kind of you see it um, I yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean I've, I've seen I don't know if you've seen the recent um, dark visions books as well they've they kind of circumvented the whole how to do Vader by doing vision versions and strange yeah. like people kind of dreaming Darth Vader so they can kind of reimagine him in any way they, they kind of get round it <laughs> make it a little bit easier for them Um any other questions? Oh, yeah, you've got one there, but so we'll go for yourself My first. My question was just going to be Does Nick need a colourist? Because I'd like to <laughs> <for Star Wars. laughs> Well, we were, we were kind of talking about this before we got started. Go for it, Nick.
1: Um, I, uh, I sort of shot myself in the foot a little bit with regards to colourists because um, when I, when I, uh, when I uh, 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 was working on Amelia Cole, Long running series that I did. I, I did everything. I cut, you know, I penciled, inked, coloured, everything. And a lot of it was not great, but you know, I, I learned to do it. Um, and uh, basically since then, like whoever I, I've worked for, just they always basically say you're gonna have to colour this thing yourself, and because it, it's cheaper if I if I do it. So um if I could, I would definitely get you to, to colour them. We'll we'll see. Things coming
0: up, so and now that you're working for IDW, we'll see. You see, it's all about who you, kn- about who, you know who who you know, who you know. Now then, the thing is you can't see this, unfortunately, Nick, but we have somebody in a brilliant Ray cosplay. Ooh. And it looks amazing. So give us your name and give us your question. Let's see if we can hear, hear from here. Tessa, what's your favorite character? My okay, what was your name again? Sorry? Tessa. Tessa? Right. So Tessa okay. is dressed as Ray. It looks amazing, and she's asking, "What is your favourite character to draw?"
1: Um, favourite character to draw. I think, I think it's, I think it's probably Max Rebo, because he's like a he's like a, a a blue bag of jelly, you know, that can walk. <laughs> um, he's like a little blue elephant with no arms. Everyone thinks he's got arms. does have arms. He's just got legs, and he plays the piano with his legs. So um, yeah, he's so weird that I just I just love to draw
0: him. You <laughs> um, You've got the Last Jedi thundering down the pipe. That's arriving November December this year. How much? How many conversations do you guys have with Lucasfilm regarding that film? Regarding the new characters? Um, regarding kind of folding those into comics? Ah. Oh, we have. We have a poor connection, but we can hear you. So go for okay. it. Okay.
1: Okay. Are you still there? Yep, we are. Um. We we uh, th- There are lots of conversations. Um. A lot of the writers, um, even on Star Wars adventures, are, uh, like bona fide, um, architects of the Star Wars universe. So, for example, I mentioned Kevin Scott. He's he writes a lot of you know the actual literature. About Star Wars and stories set in the Star Wars universe, as well in, in in book form as well as comics. So, um, everything goes hand in hand. So, like, there there are definitely uh, considerations about who we can and can't use leading up to the rise of Skywalker. So, I think like there's a there's a, a little bit of a pulling away from using characters like Rey and stuff because of what's coming up. You know, um,
0: does that make sense? It does, and I can imagine. Yeah, that's a th- kind of where I was going with it, because I can imagine you. It as you get closer to the release of a film, there are certain story avenues that you have to kind of shut down uh, because you know? they, they it'll either spoil things for the film for uh, people, or um, at the end of the day, we're, we're going to get new stories we're going to find out about, and uh, obviously. The filmmakers want to keep that a surprise. I think that's it's really, it's really tough. That's really hard. I,
1: I, as an example of that, I had a story basically where um, I wanted to to put C three PO in a in an exciting and heroic situation. But like if you've seen the trailer of the Rise of Skywalker, you'll notice that three PO has got some involvement. So that I was told I couldn't couldn't do that
0: because three PO himself is going to be doing something in the new film. So so you oh, heard no. did you hit you heard that you heard that you He's can see so. yes okay we're down with that okay that sounds cool do we have any we're going to get to our last questions I think any questions any last ones we have another one from Tessa excellent okay. go for it Tessa the easiest character. <laughs> okay that's the other um, uh, end of this uh, spectrum the easiest character to draw the
1: easiest character is. Max Rebo! <laughs> the same guy.
0: The same guy? So yeah, there you go. Because he's a, a blue bag of jelly, so it's easy. Excellent. Um, I think we're going to kind of uh, wrap things up. Like I say, we've got a bit of a poor connection, unfortunately, and we are coming okay. to a, a little bit of the uh, end of our time. But I think I'll just wrap things up with a question about what's coming up. I mean, uh, you've got some, some more Star Wars adventures to come. Um, yes. What uh, What can you tease us with With uh, issues coming down the line?
1: There's a, there's a series called Tales uh, from Vader's Castle that I'm involved in and um, that's coming out in uh, October, sort of as a lead up to Halloween. Um, they, they, they started this thing last year where they do these sta- standalone spooky stories based in the Star Wars universe and all coming from ca- couched in, in like a, the story of Darth Vader's castle, which we see. Um, and so I, I'm involved in those this year. So you'll be seeing me doing some spooky uh star wars things in october
0: that sounds like fun um if anything because i'm a big fan of that whole story law of the whole darth vader and his castle and what he gets up to in there and uh you know how he's transformed mustafar into some strange little shrine to his missus uh it's a, it's a bit of a, a weird one is that but uh, no that's gonna be cool um I know that uh, we've only kind of like had half an hour with him, but it's been a pleasure to talk to him. Can you make some noise and say thank you very much indeed to Nick Rogenshire, please? <laughs> nice. thank you.